0: All right, welcome back to the Act 2 Podcast, a podcast for the real-life working screenwriter. I'm Tasha Hugh.
1: I'm Josh Hallman. And today we're talking about film festivals. Yes. Um, Tasha and I got to talking about festivals. And we want to go over the importance of them, what you can get from them, the experience you should go with, pros and cons. Hmm. Anything else?
0: What even do you do at a festival?
1: What is a festival? And so here's the thing that I should begin with is that I've been to a ton of festivals because I had a job which required me to kind of like go to festivals and stay on top of festivals. Um, And Austin's definitely the best festival for writers.
0: Interesting. Why do you think that?
1: Well, first of all, I think it's called like the writers festival. Yeah. It's writer centric. It's storytelling centric. It's like, um, Uh, they actually seem to care about the writers and the craft of screenwriting. Mm. Whereas a lot of these other festivals, I feel like they're more filmmaker driven and like director driven in my personal opinion.
0: Yeah. Like I can only speak to Sundance because that's the only one I've been to. No, that's not, not true. Well, the only one I've been to sort of professionally, like I've gone to other film festivals just like watch movies but that's a completely different experience
1: and you went to sundance because you were part of the sundance lab
0: i was part of the asian american fellowship
1: dang part Wait. of the
0: sundance lab yeah
1: Tasha's asian by the way <laughs> i am asian <laughs> if you didn't
0: know for my last name um yeah so no let's go back to, to austin you went one with a screenplay once, once. for spec, yeah and then once this last time with a short film that actually was made. So yeah. I feel like those sound like two completely <laughs> different experiences.
1: They were very different. So let's go back to 2015. Hmm. I went there with a screenplay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wayne's World uh, sound effect. Uh, I went there with a screenplay. And I had entered my screenplay into multiple competitions and festivals, I think. I'm pretty so was sure. was like
0: this one you just sort of like blasted out yeah. to a bunch of them.
1: And... I had heard I just read online like I searched like best festivals and Austin had always popped up. And um we're still in 2015 by the way. Mm. And uh I submitted my uh script and then I ended up getting an email that was like hey you're a semi or you made it to the next round. I was like great. And then it was like hey you made it you're a semifinalist. I was like great. And then I got a phone call from the program director. Oh, wow. And at this point, I had actually forgotten that I had even submitted it because like so much time goes by and you kind of you're just you're in like a, a different world. And um, the program director called me to say, hey, you're a finalist. And I was like, great. And he said, you should probably come here. I was like, oh, really? Like, I really actually need to be here in Austin. And he, he was like, yeah, this is like a really big deal. This can this can really help you out. And I was like, OK.
0: Where were you, can I stop for a second? Where were you in your career at that time? Did you have representation? Did you? No. We were in writer's group at that point.
1: We were definitely in writer's group. I I mean, I had representation at that time, but I think I had, like I had a manager that we've talked about on previous episodes that I didn't handle well, so Mm -hmm. I left him. And I was just kind of like at a phase where I'm like, what am I doing? And so I actually wrote a script that was like pure passion project script that I'd never thought for a second I just thought I really liked the concept of it. And I was like, okay, whatever. This will just come and go. It's a cool sample, which is like what my hope was. And then, um, yeah, so then I submitted it into different places. I never thought it would be like a finalist and would like.
0: Yeah. Is this the only <coughs> festival that ended up. Excuse me. Like that it ended up getting to the that level with? Yeah. Okay. I think so. So you got a call that you're a finalist and he's like, you should come. Or she said, you should come out. To Austin, because this is a huge deal for your career.
1: Yeah. And I still didn't believe them. Yeah. And I didn't even get a ticket for a really long time, and like a plane ticket to Austin. And then I ended up reading about the festival. And what's unique about the Austin Film Festival is they have different panels with really uh, great writers and really established writers. Um, recently, it was like the Game of Thrones guys. um, you know, obviously Craig Mason, John August, everyone. Like like if you name a writer,
0: they've had a panel. And yeah. They've been at Austin.
1: There. I actually, this is getting ahead of myself, but there's this place in Austin and I saw Shane Black there this year mm-hmm. and he was just chilling. And my friend, <laughs> we had a, we were a couple drinks in and my friend was like, he's very approachable. You should just go say hi to him. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Cause I love Shane Black. Yeah, and I was like, doesn't? hi Shane Black. Uh, you really I really liked your, your stuff. And he was like, Thanks. And, and he was Did you like, do that? You really did that? Yeah. And he was really <laughs> nice about it. And I but I at the same time, I can't believe I was that guy. That's
0: funny. I never
1: do that. And uh Yeah. So we're, we're back we? in
0: twenty fifteen and you decide like what made you decide you're actually going to go? It sounded like you weren't super into it when he gave you the phone call. Uh
1: what made me go was I read about it and I read about the festival. And as I was reading more about it online, I was like, this is pretty cool. And at the time, it was Matthew Weiner, like these really great writers who were at the luncheon. And so if you're a finalist, you go to a luncheon Hmm. and people get different awards. Like, you know, like this year, uh, the Game of Thrones guys got like an award for something. And like Craig Mazin gave it to him. So it's this like cool thing. And at the luncheon, it's all the finalists from... Uh, and then you get your award there and it's like the finalists from screenwriting and finalists from film and short film.
0: Okay. I was going to ask what the cat different categories were. Did you just submit yours to, I guess like the features?
1: Yeah. Mine was a feature comedy.
0: Okay. So and they divide it by genre as well.
1: Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's, what's so cool about it. They have uh, different genres. They have like lower budget stuff and there's different people. So in my case, the year I went, the blacklist was the sponsor of the award. So okay. it was called the fade to black award and so that's what i won through so it was i won through the blacklist
0: interesting award but did you have to submit your script for a specific category or did you send it in and they sort of divvied up what category you should be in
1: i sent it in the comedy and i i did opt into the blacklist like there was an option to opt in on the website for austin because that script was called i fuck james bond yeah and i had the thought that i was like this Seems Feels like, very
0: blacklisty. Yeah, and so yeah.
1: I, I opted into that.
0: Gotcha. All right.
1: Yeah, there was a guy there, and I remember the guy. I, w- I should check what happened with him, but he was nominated in like three different categories. Like he was in like a television. Dang. His name was Wes Brown. Because mm-hmm. I remember I was like, oh my god, this guy must be amazing, <laughs> and he won like three different categories, like uh, like best feature or best uh, pilot episode and best, I don't know. Dang. Thing we should if we had a stat checker right now, know, we could, gotta, could be like, "Yo, we what's West Brown follow up doing?" Follow on
0: West Brown. Um, okay, so you finally decide you've read up about it. Clearly, it's a real festival that you should go to. Yeah, you buy your <laughs> ticket, and did they like buy you your pass to get in, or do you have to buy a pass? To no, get so
1: in? they give you the pass, and okay. the pass they give you is like the the big like the producer badge. It's called, and that gives you access to everything. Nice. And so at Austin, they have. That means you can go to every panel. They have like a big luncheon. They have um, different parties that they sponsor or like like Final Draft sponsors one and mm. someone sponsors another one. So you can go to all of these. Um, if you're not, you know, if you don't have a film there or if you don't have a script there, you can still purchase the producer badge, but it's the most expensive. Gotcha. But they comped it for, a, for nice. me and everyone else. And then...
0: But you had to pay your way to get there and your hotel and stuff.
1: I did, but they said, if you win, we'll reimburse you for your hotel and flight dang nice! so they reimbursed me for my hotel and flight
0: Damn, i know
1: i just i went all in (laughs) but it was worth it it was worth it and i i ended up staying at a hotel like 20 or 30 minutes away which was the worst idea because everything was sold out yeah because i got the ticket at the last second there's like 100 hotels around the area and i chose like the furthest one
0: does the film festival happen in a hotel or is it sort of in city center and then you go see movies at a bunch of different places or how is it So I don't localized? know what city
1: center is, but I like that name. <laughs> um, so the city center is, for the Austin Film Festival, is called the Driscoll Hotel. Okay. And that's like the hub where everyone goes to just hang out. It's like the heartbeat of Austin, mm-hmm. the film the festival. The city center. The city center. It's the city center. <laughs> and, uh, but the, the festival itself... Or the like, the programming is like scattered around. Gotcha. And there's a lot of panels held in churches.
0: Oh, that's cool. Which is
1: insane. Yeah. So I w- this year I went and saw a bunch of panels. I was like sitting in a church.
0: Interesting. Meditating on writing. Yeah. Was, like, well. <laughs> everyone's just
1: burning. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can't
0: enter this church. No. I'll like, have to listen <laughs> from the street. We have to do this somewhere else. I can't do this. <laughs> Right, yes. hey, that sounds pretty fun. So like the whole town obviously sort of gets in on it kind of like in Sundance where it's just, yeah. this is the time for the film festival and everyone's kind of a part of it. That's awesome. cool. That sounds really fun.
1: So cool. It's <laughs> the greatest. But so when I went there in 2015, I didn't attend any of the panels. Oh. Yeah. By choice. I, was... I feel
0: like I remember you just drinking a lot. Correct. In 2015. <laughs> But you like met a shit ton of people because you were just like going to all these parties and basically networking the whole time.
1: Yeah, and I'm not a big networker. In a You're really good at it though, but in, not in the networky kind of way. I just like to meet people, yeah. and then if there is this connection, then I will actively stay in touch with someone. That's but, what
0: networking is. You just defined networking.
1: Yeah, that's true. No, but there, <laughs> there's 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 people who. And God bless them. They'll just come up to you. And uh, like this, this happened this year. Someone will just come up to you and be like, hey, what's up? I see you guys are standing around and you need to, one more person to talk to. I'm so-and-so. I'm a writer.
0: Oh, my God. They were not a writer. Were they a writer? Because that's like... Yeah. That's
1: I feel what,
0: like that's not a writer thing to do. A writer thing is do. like the guy in the corner. He's
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's quiet crazy. Quiet and
0: ashamed. <laughs> like, that's the writer.
1: It's insane. People will just come right up to you.
0: Interesting. I feel like a festival creates that environment that maybe feels a little bit safer to do that. Yeah. Which makes networking, if you're really bad at networking like I am, I'm really shy, it makes it easier, I guess, to go do something like that. Because everyone's
1: doing it. Are you bad at networking?
0: I feel, I mean, I'm very shy, so that makes you bad at networking.
1: I, f- I hate networking. And it's awful. It's <laughs> the worst. We should do a whole podcast on networking. I think we might. Um,
0: okay, so you're there, your script is there, and then you go to this luncheon. Yeah, and you don't know if you're gonna win, obviously, until yeah they call you up. Yeah, did you have to do a speech or anything?
1: Yeah, I did. Did you speech. really? Yeah.
0: Did you prepare anything?
1: Uh, no. I mean, you're, mentally, you're I was like, I'll just say, well, I just mumbled through something. I, was like, I, I wrote, "I fuck James Bond," uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and blah, 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 you know, and just kind of like yeah. stumbled through it.
0: And then at one point, because I know that this in this festival is when you met your. Now agent. Mm-hmm. So, at what point in this process did you meet him? Did he come up to you? How did what did that look like?
1: Um, I had I actually had received a phone call from him while I was there, and I think he was there too. Okay. And it was like, hey, I'm taking off. I or no, I, I actually I met him. Like I said, I, there was a lot of drinking involved, so I think I crossed paths with him and just kind of like cordially met him
0: at one of the parties. Yeah, and just okay. like, hey, I
1: saw your like, hey, I saw you had a script in there or whatever etc and then um
0: did he sort of ask you to pitch it to him or anything do you remember what the conversation was like
1: no not at all and that's what's really cool about austin's they give they hand out um booklets of if you have a script in i think it's even from second round to the semifinalist and then obviously the finalist they write down your bio and the log line of your script that's handy yeah so you can just walk around and look at people's stuff
0: so he's like he had this little booklet and he saw that your little name tag or something
1: Well, I was introduced to him. I highly doubt he had a, like a... I don't think he did the the scam. I mean, I
0: think this is important because I'm so curious how people meet their agents in the wild or, you know, how... how, I feel like you you often hear stories where so-and-so got their movie made because they met Spielberg in a bar and Spielberg just happened to be bored and asked him to pitch a script. Like, I feel like these kind of weird stories happen. Holy shit. So, I mean, that's obviously the dream scenario. But, like, how did you meet your agent? So, someone introduced you to him at a party?
1: So the, I think the program director, whose name is Matt, or what he was the program director, said, hey, this is uh, David. He, uh, at the time, he worked at Paradigm. And I was like, hey, nice to meet you. And his company may have been on the panel, or on the um, competition. Uh, he, one of the judges. Gotcha. And there were a lot of people at the luncheon. So... Everyone was just kind of like doing the handshake thing. And mm-hmm. and then I, I actually received a phone call from him that was like, hey, we, we, you know, we talked about your script. I would like love to get this out there. And um, when you're back in L.A., let's sit down.
0: Okay. Do you feel yeah. like he knew what your script was when you met him in the bar or at the party?
1: Absolutely. Okay. Yeah.
0: It wasn't like he clocked your name at the party and then afterwards maybe read your bio or whatever. No,
1: I don't think he came okay. at all. <laughs> what, was, uh, what was weird about it, though, is I remember people had read the script. Like, they said they had read it. Maybe they were lying to me, but a couple of people were like, oh, I read your script. Cool. And I was like, great. Like, how did you read it? It like must feel
0: amazing, especially at that stage when you, like, haven't yet started your career and, like, people like, aren't reading your script. Yeah, like so then suddenly everyone's coming up to you and like, oh, man, I read your script. It's awesome. Yeah, it was a great, it was.
1: great couple days. <laughs> 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 if only I could get those days back. <laughs>
0: The height of my career. (laughs) That was it. The
1: peak. Uh yeah, no, it's awesome. That's what's so cool about the festival. And that's why I love the Austin Film Festival.
0: Did you make any other connections that you can remember or that have lasted since then?
1: There's a couple writers that I made connections with. Mm -hmm. Great writers too. They that they had gone on to win at Austin. That I and so I met them through there. I was like, hey, good job. And um now they're TV writers. One of them's like executive producing his own show. He's a writer. I did get a bunch of emails, though, from other agencies that were like, hey, we read your script. This was after Austin, so mm-hmm. now I'm back in Los Angeles. Hey, we read your script. Would love to sit down and talk about it. Or, hey, I read a, a synopsis of your script in Austin. Yeah, Can you send it to me?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, I think, the great thing about film festivals or competitions in general is that if you make it to the top tier, the top whatever it is, the semifinals sometimes or – um in your case, the finals like you do—they they blast these finalists out to managers yeah. and and agencies, and suddenly you are getting phone calls. Like I remember, I made it pretty far on the Nichols Fellowship once, and just started getting a, a ton of managers calling me. And that was the first time you know, like I had no representation, so it was the first time anyone had read my script and said it was good, and like Whoa. that they wanted to meet you. So I do feel it's incredibly important, and so even I mean you obviously won. So you got like that extra push, but even if you're just on that top 10 list, I bet a ton of people read all those finalists.
1: Well, well, two things. That's awesome about Nichols. I feel like I knew that, but just forgot. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) ago. (laughs) No, 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 no. I, that's awesome because I had, I was once sitting down, um, it was around this time, like last year or two years ago. I can't even remember, but I remember talking to a producer and I was like, and she had made a comment to me about how busy it's getting cuz she was like oh i have to read all the Nichols stuff now yeah. and it was like just the finalists yeah. and um, which is great yeah cuz you can't take it lightly it's like oh these are these are clearly good scripts that got here for a specific reason So at least someone will read it.
0: Someone's reading it. Yeah. And they're especially younger managers and agents are looking for clients and that's where they find new voices. So it's incredibly important. I that's the first thing I tell people if they ask like how do you become a screenwriter is like go apply to all of these competitions because people are actually reading those scripts.
1: And it's and I think I mean my I would imagine it's not actually like I don't think my agent came across the script. I think someone who worked for him came across the script and like put it in front of him. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what the case. But as
0: you say, like these lists, like the Nichols fellowship lists, winners um, blood list is another one that is blasted out to everyone to read. Yeah. um, Which is a horror specific list. Um, Blacklist obviously is a really huge one. And then Austin film festival. Like I'm sure like everyone just gets that list of, of writers. Yeah. And yeah, you just happen to be a finalist who won. Which is even better, because everyone wants to read the winner.
1: <laughs> I guess. Well, all right, I'm going to flash forward now to current day. Yeah. Because I just got back. or I, not, What am I talking about? I went to the, pre, the recent one. So I had a short film there. It's called Robu. It's awesome. Yeah. And um, <laughs> uh, it was also a finalist. And we didn't win. But uh, Well, first of all, the, the festival was really adamant about having me go there with the director because oh, it's a, it's a writer centric festival. So they were like, we'll give you and the writer. Um, and I co-wrote it with, uh, Kai, the director. And we're like, we'll, g-, they said, we'll give you passes. You're going to get the producer badge again and go for the, you know, go for the, mm-hmm. go through the whole thing again. And as I said, I'm not really like a panel guy, but this year I went and it was really weird going there with a film this year, a short film and seeing seemed like all of like, the screenwriters there and talking to them and it was like a completely different experience this yeah. time around just not having a script there but I did go why was it different uh because I just felt like I like I viewed it as such a screenwriting heavy festival that I didn't realize there was this whole other film aspect of it like it's almost this weird divide of like oh th- this are like these are the screenwriters and then these are the filmmakers oh interesting that's how i kind of viewed it and this
0: time you were considered a filmmaker because you obviously had this produced yeah. credit that was making it into the film festival
1: yeah do you feel like
0: there's a hierarchy then at the austin film festival
1: uh i don't think so i do feel like it's cooler to have a script there though
0: oh rather than a produced
1: short it, i think so it
0: oh just, wow. just felt different yeah did you hang out with different people then? No, it's if all you the same. So, okay, so everyone so still gets still together. you're still thrown into the same yeah. parties and whatnot. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: Same thing. That's the thing is there's only so much you can do. Mm-hmm. What's really weird is like you hang out at this, like the Driscoll Hotel that I mentioned. Everyone's like there having drinks. Then it's like, well, okay, we'll go to panels and I'll see you guys all later at like seven when we go to this party. Mm-hmm. Like, cause there's only so many places you can go. Sure. But everyone goes there. So you go to one place to the next to the next. That
0: does make networking way easier.
1: Yeah, you're like, hey man, I saw you then. Yeah. So and so. And like I I looked at my phone and there again, there was a lot of drinking this time around. And I looked at my phone and had all of like I had it in my notes. Like it'd be names. I'd be like Harrison in the number. I'm like, oh yeah, Harrison. That's right, man. All right, cool. And like you kind of forget. Like a fun fact
0: me. about them. Yeah, like,
1: Harrison, great guy. Blue
0: hair oh, and
1: Yeah, nice eyes. Harrison. And uh so I have a quick Quick story about panels.
0: Ooh, yes, please.
1: This is, this is something that will tie into all festivals, but specifically to the Austin Film Festival. I don't know if other people are like me, but I I have this adverse reaction to going to panels sometimes.
0: You don't like being told.
1: I don't like being told. To yeah, even though I like love to hear like I'll watch like YouTube videos or something. Yeah. I like to be- you love
0: talking about writing and <laughs> but I guess <laughs> not not when someone's up on, on a stage telling you about it.
1: Yeah. And it's so weird too, because I love like screenwriting podcasts that I listen to aside from this one. And like, (laughs) I'll listen to uh, or before this, I used to listen to screenwriting podcasts. I'm like, this is great. It's really great to hear advice like this, but for some reason going to these panels stuffed in a room just doesn't appeal to me like at all. And there was, um, the writer of inside out, I was kind of, so my, my friend who's the director was like, I'm going to go to this, uh, these pan, I want to check out all these panels, much more open-minded. And he kind of opened me up along the way. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'll go check them out. Good man. Great man. And, <laughs> uh, and Meg was coming up and it was about like the emotional arc of characters. Mm. And for some reason in my infinite arrogance, I was like, I'm not going to go to that panel. I think I'm good. And, I said, I'm going to go uh, ta- uh, listen to this other guy who wrote like Ride Along, which was like an action comedy. And now he's writing all these other movies way more up my alley. And I was like, I'm going to go check this guy out. As I was walking to check out this other guy, his name was Phil, I kind of deviated. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go check out Meg after all. Like, it seems like a good idea. So I go check out. I walk up to Meg and it's full and there's people waiting outside. And I talk to like the attendant in front. I'm like, hey, can I get into this panel? Like, sorry, man, it's full. I was like, okay. So I leave, and I go back to listen to Phil, and it was he was good, he was great, and basically, I ended up kind of halfway listening to Phil. I ended up leaving. I ended up meeting up with my friend, and right before the uh, panel started, I made a sarcastic comment to him that because he asked me if he, I wanted to come with him. and I was like, no, just send me notes, mm-hmm. and fully knowing he would never ever take a note in a panel, or so I thought, <laughs> and. I ended up meeting up with him like directly after the Meg thing and I got like a text from him that was like dude. I was like what the fuck? Okay. And
0: You I, know it's serious, was, when like, it's, just dude. When it's just dude. I was like, <laughs>
1: "Kai, what's up, man?" And I see him and he was like, "I feel like I could run through a wall right now." And I was like, "What does that mean?" He was like, "This was the most motivational, emotional uh panel i've ever seen in my entire life and i want to go back to my hotel and start writing whoa and i was like what and he then pulls out his phone where he took extensive notes and i was like oh my god so then i see another friend who happened to be at the festival and i'm like ryan what's up and he was like looked like he'd like like been out in the sun all day and i was like (laughs) are you okay and he was like i just saw the most unbelievable panel and i was like who and then kai was like was it meg and he was like yeah meg the writer of inside out and i was like oh my god and so throughout the festival everyone kept saying it was like this transformative panel yeah. that everyone was like i went back to my hotel and i wrote i i did this i took these notes and apparently like everyone in the room was writing
0: Dang. and
1: um i i took i made kai send me his notes yeah which is, is good but never like
0: why didn't you send them to me
1: well, <laughs> I don't know. Try to
0: keep this knowledge to yourself?
1: <laughs> like only a few people heard this. And, now, and like, so I took his notes. And, uh, it's like the
0: holy grail of it, panels.
1: It, that's exactly how everyone was talking about her panel. Dang. And so I guess the point of this story is when you go into festivals, you should be open-minded to everything and don't be closed off like me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> don't be like Josh is <laughs> the moral of this story. Yeah.
1: Unless you, you feel strongly about it, then go for it. Don't go so that was yeah the Meg panel apparently she's like the, the most unbelievable public speaker and like really cut to the core and she was like almost swelling up in tears wow and as like i was saying it was like the ripple effect everyone was talking about her
0: you gotta get a hold of the audio from this
1: that's that's what i was thinking panel. too all
0: right right, well, we'll do some research and try and get that
1: yeah so figure out if you go to the uh, any festival figure out go to, basically
0: go to panels on writing just, especially if this is a writing centric film festival with yeah, all these a-list writers
1: yeah and then this is actually a good segue because i want to ask you about sundance uh-huh uh, which i've been to twice before okay. but i remember when i first went the guy who i went with was like a sundance veteran mm. and i remember him saying to me you just got to go with the flow and and that's that's kind of how i am anyway so i was like great i'll just go with the flow
0: And you went in the capacity of your old job. Yeah. So sort of as a indie producer kind of situation? Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, Were you looking
0: to buy films then when you went there? Or find (sighs) filmmakers to make movies with? I personally
1: was there just to kind of find filmmakers to make movies with. Okay. Um, Because at my old job, I was working as like a creative exec. And then moved into like developmental stuff. And didn't like that job at all. Yeah. Screw that job. Uh, at the t- well, it was weird for me because going it was like, as I'm a writer, but I have this other job, and so seeing all the filmmakers almost made me like bitter because I was like, "Damn, I wish I was on the other side." I be of this. doing that, yeah, yeah. So I didn't see any panels at Sundance. I don't even know if they have panels at Sundance. I was gonna
0: say I don't remember ever receiving a list of panels like at a Comic Con or something like that. Obviously, that's very panel heavy. There, I don't remember there being any panels at Sundance because it's not, it doesn't feel like it's meant for that.
1: So when you were there, like how long were you there?
0: A long weekend. So I think it was like a Thursday to Sunday.
1: All right. So now we're going to flip this and take me back on the, on this, on <laughs> Natasha. Yeah. We're going back. <laughs> this so was
0: probably a three years ago. I think, um, I got into the Asian American fellowship. Um, and the way I had even heard about that was, I used to be an assistant at Universal in their feature development department. And so I became very friendly with the story department there. And one of the women uh, who worked in the story department was Chinese, and she was working with Sundance to try to find new writers that might go well with this fellowship. And she knew me, and so she recommended me, and then everyone at Sundance read one of my scripts and agreed that I should be the person for this. Wow. And I think it was the first year that they did it too. It was three years ago. Um, and well, yeah, they like pay your airfare and your hotel. Whoa. And yeah. And they give you a pass. Of course you can see any movie that you want and you can do all of the experiences there. I feel like that's sort of more what Sundance is at least. Yes. And when I was there was experiences. So like, people come with new VR technology that you can test out and that's an experience and you have to wait in line to go do that. But it's not like, let me teach you about filmmaking. I yeah. feel like it, because it's so filmmaker heavy, it's not It's not even really like a writer's festival, it's a filmmaker festival. It's like, even getting into the fellowship at Sundance, they really wanted me to be a writer director and I think they're like, eh. she's not, and like that sucks, but she's like the only person that we can get
1: to do this fellowship. <laughs> The only Asian woman we know. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they really want you at Sundance to be a writer-director. They're just way more excited by that. Um, so, yeah, when you go, I feel like it's mostly a director's festival. So they're not teaching you things. They're just there to show you their movies. And
1: And you've been to other festivals?
0: I've been to other ones just to kind of watch movies.
1: Okay. So I've never seen anything like Austin with the panels and like how writer centric it is. Yeah. And I definitely think that every other festival is director. Like we want you to be a writer director. Yeah. Um,
0: Whereas Austin is very okay with you just being a writer.
1: Yeah. That's what everyone thrives off of.
0: I mean, I'll say like the one thing that the Sundance uh, fellowship did for me, besides just letting me go, which was amazing um, to be able to, to go there. They really wanted me to meet with, Filmmakers who were there and who they were excited about. So they did set up meetings for me to go meet with various directors who had movies in the That's in cool. the festival. And then they also hosted this sort of almost like speed dating roundtable situation where they invited filmmakers um both who had films there or who were sort of big name directors or showrunners or whoever who just happened to be at the festival um into this round table and you just like sat at a desk it really was like speedy you just sat at a desk for however many minutes and then you could just ask questions to the person across from you which i think is a horrible way honestly to get to meet someone um but you get to meet someone and i guess that was helpful i didn't I personally didn't make any connections at Sundance that have lasted me.
1: I was just going to ask that.
0: But that might very well just be
1: me. Like you probably would look in your inbox right now and everyone's reached out to you and you just ignored (laughs) them all. (laughs) Spam.
0: (laughs) Delete. I don't want to talk. Okay. I I mean, I think it's partly because I wasn't a director. I I just like didn't talk that language and I didn't. I feel like people weren't as excited about me because I'm just a writer.
1: Like let's say someone's listening to this right now and they are a writer, they want to submit their script into a festival. First of all, do you think it's a good idea?
0: I think it's a great idea. I think you should definitely submit. But here's the catch, is there are obviously some out there that are scams, Mm -hmm. or some that are just way less reputable than others. And as I said before, usually finalists on a certain list, or certain competition finalists are going to get blasted out into the industry and people are going to read it but there are some that like no one's ever going to read right um and part of it is doing your research like you said you read up on austin film festival realized it was a big deal okay like nichols fellowship is definitely still a big one Bloodlist, if you write horror is great um blacklist definitely apply to the sundance labs there are a ton of them as well, by the way. Like, I did the Asian American Fellowship, but they have a ton of other ones um, for diverse writers as well as just writer-directors. They also have labs, which is separate from what I did. Yeah. The so lab is actually, like, they will pay your way to go uh, not only to the festival, but, like, a separate um, long week or weekend where you actually meet with a mentor and you learn from them, you study films with them. And That's then you incredible. write scripts with them and they become your sort of Hopefully like your mentor for life, but definitely you're like your mentor in that time period um, So Sundance is a huge thing, but yeah like I, I think applying to festivals is a great way to get your stuff read and get representation out of it
1: yeah, it's invaluable and also I, I know we're gonna do a episode on competitions uh, I, it's pretty easy to go online and be like, hey is the uh, you know Milwaukee Independent Film right. Festival good
0: right <laughs> <Not> to- <laughs>
1: Not to shit on Milwaukee. <laughs> it probably is great. Um,
0: and also yeah. did you have to pay to get into the to submit your script to Austin Film Festival?
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. Okay. I feel you have to pay everywhere.
0: Yeah. I think don't be afraid if you do have to pay for things because that's I think the norm. Um, It doesn't automatically mean it's a scam. It's just a way, I mean, a way for them to cover overhead. Yeah. (laughs) And to like weed out certain people. Um, But yeah, also I think too, as well as competitions and film festivals, there's also now a ton of programs that like studios are running that offer the same opportunity, um, if not better, of you can be a nobody, you can pay some money to apply to this certain program, which again, we'll talk more about in another episode. Um, but basically I feel like the moral of the story is don't be afraid to apply to festivals. That's how you got your agent and eventually manager. It's how I got into the, <clears throat> at first to like start talk talk to managers. I never ended up hiring one that I met with, but like, it's also a big sort of talking point in meetings too, where people are like, Oh, you were on such and such lists. Yeah. Like that means that you've you, there's a certain standard that you've met, I think, and it helps totally. get your foot in the door.
1: And it makes you kind of it makes you proactive. That's
0: there's, actually a good segue to some to a question I had. Oh, but what did you want well, to just say? I was
1: going to say something about. So I asked um, the program directors, and I've asked other people. Like, if you submit late, because when you're submitting, there's like an early bird, there's the regular deadline, and then there's you know the the late deadline, and you, obviously the price changes. But like I know, th- sometimes people think, "Hey, I'm going to submit late because that means my script is like in It'd the be queue at the top
0: of the pile." Yeah, yeah.
1: And that's not the case. But uh, I, there was a big discussion about like having a certain title that's appealing because it makes your like you have to keep in mind that there's readers reading your script, and there's six thousand submissions, whether it be for Nichols like eight thousand there or wherever the case, and it obviously goes through a certain path you know where it's like reader to someone else to someone else or maybe it's five readers so I would just say submitting just keep that in mind you know it's like Hmm. I wouldn't alter your script but at the same time if you're reading a lot of scripts there's certain things that'll stick out
0: yeah I mean I think that holds true for whenever you're submitting yeah I mean producers are also reading a shit ton of scripts yeah but that's I mean obviously important to remember is that your script is going into this sort of group of readers that are going to be I wonder i also wonder where they get their readers. I guess you said that um your agent was one of the judges. So these are the kinds of people who ultimately are reading
1: eventually. Yeah. But
0: after it passes the first round of readers.
1: It probably passes through a lot more. I think he I don't know if he specifically, I think maybe his company was sure at the time. All right, what was your perfect segue that I hijacked?
0: Um I know no longer the perfect segue. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Um, What was the perfect segue? I don't know if you can, like, speak to this from your experience back in 2015, but I feel like when you submit to a festival, it is, like you said, like, this great sort of burst of momentum for your career, but I feel like the people who fizzle out and maybe don't um, capitalize on that are people who then don't have, like, that net script ready or who's, like are sort of just banking on that one script they sent into the festival. Yeah. So while I feel like festivals can be super helpful for you, it's, I think, going to, you're going to maximize that helpfulness if you are still actively writing and still have a bunch of other scripts that you're ready to show people once you do have that meeting and a party and you meet your future agent. Yeah. Like, can you speak to that from your experience?
1: Unfortunately, I can speak to this. <laughs> and 100% always, have, always be working on something Like, the next thing. Um, And I think personally, preferably in the same kind of realm that you are meeting your representation on. For instance, in my case, it was an action comedy. At that time, it would have been great that I would have been like, oh, and by the way, I'm working on this action. It doesn't just have to be an action comedy. It could have been like an action film or Mm -hmm. whatever the case. The reason I can speak about it is because, as it turned out, I was not actively working on my next script. Mm -hmm. Like I had worked on something and I shelved it. I just threw it away. I'm just going to hit the reset button. And that reset button happened to be right around the time that the festival was going on. So when I started to have my meetings, that question came up, what are you working on? And it's like for me to be like, well, I'm still brainstorming some ideas was a major buzzkill. Yeah, not the right answer. Horrible. And like I can still remember sitting there saying that. And even, this even goes currently if uh, you have a general meeting because sure. like, if someone's meeting you off of a certain script, it's so painful to say you're not working on anything.
0: Yeah. You can just see them being like, all right, cool. Check my watch. Yeah. Winner. You're going to be out of my office. Just
1: make something up. Just yeah. Like I'm working on the IP of a uh, famous <laughs> baseball player's life or so. Whatever. I mean, whatever the case. That's horrible. Yeah. But uh, it's something to think about. Yeah. Always. Always have something next.
0: That's a good lesson. I, I wish we could zap you back in time so oh that you God. could have your current repertoire of scripts ready to go.
1: Oh man, if <laughs> only. Oh God, yeah, so painful. Um,
0: so I guess like final question would be what advice would you have for writers who might be going to the Austin Film Festival or thinking of applying?
1: Well, it's like you kind of get what you give in a sense, right? Like you go in, stay open-minded about it even though I'm, this is coming from someone who is a bit closed off. So my advice is just go and just keep submitting. Yeah. Just don't get beat up. Just keep <laughs> you going. You can do
0: man. it. You can do it. Keep going. You got this,
1: man. Totally <laughs> like, that's, got a,
0: that's the, that's the sign off of every episode. You got this. I know it's hard, <laughs> but you got this. <laughs>
1: yeah, but, and by the way, this is like a horrible, horrible existence, but you're good. Yeah. You're good. You're good. You're good. Everything's good. <laughs> the other day, I found myself saying that. I was like, I'm good. I'm good. Everything is totally fine.
0: <laughs> I'm just crying in the corner, but <laughs> no. it's it's okay. It'll get um,
1: better. But yeah, I love Austin and any festival. I mean, it's good to experience if you haven't been.
0: Yeah, I think it's important to apply to. That's my two cents.
1: Yeah, I feel like I talked a long time.
0: I know, I loved it. Oh, God. I loved hearing about it. It's so helpful.
1: Yeah, and one day we'll do a podcast of like the hidden stories out of these festivals.
0: Yeah, all the drunk stories that Josh has from all of his parties, all the famous people he met. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And the dirt that he got on them.
1: Act 2 is going to be like the AA Act 2 podcast. (laughs) Um, All right, anything else?
0: That's it. That's it on festivals. I think go and apply to them. Always. Be merry.
1: Be merry? Yeah. Be merry, city center. Center city. (laughs) All right, that's it. And before we go, here's the quote of the day to inspire you in your writing ventures. The first draft is just you telling yourself the story. And that's by Terry Pratchett.
0: Thank you for listening. This episode of the Act Two Podcast was edited by Paul Ludenquist. Music by 414 Beg, which you can find on Spotify.